Hi everyone, welcome to part one of us interviewing our high school teachers. We wanted to get some insight on some interesting topics from a teacher's perspective. And in this episode, we are featuring our school's human geography teacher, uh, Ms. Chen. So hope you enjoy. And yeah, so she's going to introduce herself for us. Hi, I'm Ms. Chen. I've been teaching at Bing for uh, 17 years. And this year, I'm teaching uh, Bing Art Socials 10, three blocks, and four blocks of Human Geo 12. How are you coping with that stress? One day at a time. That is how I am coping with the stress. It's actually, it's okay. It's okay. I'm very lucky. I have very nice students. So that always makes it much easier. <laughs> That's good. Um, so, so we know that you're like a very wise person and we wanted to ask you, <laughs> um, we wanted to ask you for a few pieces of advice. Okay. So, first of all, what's like an unethical piece of advice? An unethical piece of advice, don't go killing people. It's not worth it. It's too much in jail. Have you tried? Mm, this is a podcast, so I can't, I can't <laughs> say yes. Okay, fair. Um, um, what is a piece of advice that you would have liked to hear earlier in your life? I heard this later in my life, but I wish I heard this earlier. You can always make money, but you can never get your time back. So I wish now that when I was younger, I went off and I did more things like travel with friends or yeah, just like do stuff. Like be not afraid to like mess up. Cause like when you're young and you do it, it's like, you know, doesn't really matter. <laughs> wow, when you're older, that's consequences. What a, what a like the, yellow way to live. Yeah, that's like a good way to like start my morning. Cause I think, <laughs> yeah, I think people should hear that in the morning, especially. Okay. Like I don't mean like curse at a teacher or anything. I mean like you know if your friend asks you, hey, like I was in my twenties, right? They are like, hey, want to go to like New York for the summer? I'm like, no, I have to save money. Now I'm like, why didn't I go? So so it was cheaper then, no inflation. And it's like yeah. just the stuff that you can do when you're younger, like mm -hmm. physically, mm -hmm. like to like go out and stay out until like 2, 3 a.m., 4 a.m. in the morning, like that stuff that I, I wouldn't do today. I just can't. Aww. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so what is your opinion on the hustle culture of Lord Bing? Hustle culture of Lord Bing. <sighs> That's a great question. I think the students of Lord Bing put a lot of pressure on themselves to do their personal best. Nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. But I do believe that in this time where everything is done in excess, um, students need boundaries. And it's, it, it used to be when I was growing up, when I was a teenager, that if I, my parents were very strict with, with sleep. I never understood, now I understand. They would have very few rules. They didn't care how late I stayed out. They didn't care, like I was a good kid, right? But I had to be, like on a school night, I had to be asleep by 10. So I think for everyone, their personal boundary is gonna be different. I know for me, when I was your age, I needed um, to go to bed at 10 p.m. And whatever I could get done is whatever I could get done. And I had to be okay with that. But here, like when I hear like grade, even like nines that I've taught before say that they pulled all-nighters, I'm like, why? Like, what's it all for, right? Like, and then they, they get the test back um, or a project back and it's like, oh, 
Like they don't even appreciate all the work that they put into it and it's like devalued. So they're chasing every single time this like, it's almost like the test mark doesn't matter as much as they know that they put everything into studying for it, but everything for them is staying up all-nighters instead of everything for them is like staying up until like a reasonable time like 10 right so for me uh when i see that like there's only so much that i can do but usually i'll just like check in and say hey like how's it going right um yeah so it's 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 difficult to say in such a short time uh it's it's a case-by-case basis um but I think, uh, yeah, students need to be very kind to themselves because they're very tough on themselves right now. It's leading to a lot of breakdowns, which is not healthy for people your age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I appreciate the effort. I want to end on a good note. I appreciate the effort. And like, there's nothing else that I can ask of you. But um, at the same point, it's like, it's going to get controversial. I wonder about like the parents in your life, right? Like. I was very lucky. I had parents where like they set boundaries for me, right? Like if I went out with like in this weather with like a t-shirt, maybe I'm just old school with like a t-shirt, my mom would like yell at me until like I would start crying, right? She's like, what are you doing? Here I see people like staying up, pulling all-nighters. They'll wear like very, very little. It's not the actual wearing of the little stuff, but it's like, aren't parents at your age supposed to like keep you in check with like hey wear appropriate warm clothing for this weather like it's that kind of thing right mm-hmm. um and i just wonder about like now if like the parents are also super busy with hustle culture that these are just things where they're like well i'm doing everything i can i think everyone is this is one thing where i'm like i'm not gonna i can't police every single day right um so yeah something is there's a gap in there somewhere where there's something missing mm-hmm. like yeah Maybe they've just given up. Um, what is like, okay, uh, aside from that really lovely and deep answer, what is a piece of unorthodox advice? Unorthodox advice. Yes. Can you give me an example of like unorthodox advice? Mm, what would you say, Brenda? Advice is just advice, right? Based on your personal experience. So what is unorthodox for me, maybe orthodox for someone else. Like it's unorthodox for me to stay up and pull all-nighters if I was in grade nine. What do you think is a reasonable grade to start doing that in? Pull all-nighters? Yes. Uh, for me, I, didn't, I only did it once or twice in my whole life, and I did it uh, in university first year because I didn't have the tools necessary to know how to study. I think it's not like if it's reasonable or not because I don't think anyone should be doing that. I think it's more like a reflection of how you're managing your time, right? <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> um... If you were to write a book, what would it be about? I wrote that one. Okay. <laughs> so I love books. I used to read like a book a day. Uh, what? Then I got eye surgery and now my eyes get tired when I like just try to read a lot. Uh, so I've been trying to like pick and choose like my battles, right? When I read. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love the idea of like taking things that I see in every day, like people being like just like jerks or like but like spinning it in a way where like it's in a world where like they, there's like either magic or there's like sci-fi or there's like ogres or there's like, and so like, for example, like 
I imagine like one day I'm gonna write this thing about like this like mystical like Chinese village in like rural China somewhere where like there's different masters, right? Mm -hmm. And like each master will be based on like a teacher that I know of at this school. That's and true. so like there's these teachers at the school, one that I know like thinking in particular, who will like whip her students into shape. Oh. She is like unyielding, she's uncompromising in her morals. And her students at the beginning, like they hate it. By the end, I see the amount of like gifts that she gets or like just like the amount of like elation or when like they come back like in a later grade, they just like flood her with gifts and like just because, because they know that like she didn't compromise her morals and she did things the right way. She is never flashy, but I imagine like a village where like one of the characters is that character but they instead of like being like you know a female teacher she may be like a confucius looking guy right mm -hmm. and so he has like a legion and so what happens is eventually you learn like from story to story from like book to book all these different villages and all these different um, masters and like these are the students that they like, yield right mm -hmm. uh that they create and then there's like a like epic battle like in the future maybe book eight book nine where there's like this like imminent force that's like horrible like I don't know it's like a world big problem right now like um, I don't know unkindness or being unethical or it's like embodied in like a character so all these characters normally in separate villages have to work together to like conquer this and they all do it in their own way that is so cool I think that would be very very cool because it talks about like human beings and how like one person can actually change quite a you know, change the memetics or like the, the, the thought process of like a lot of different people and they shape a generation that will defend certain morals because I think we're quite lacking in that right now. So cool. Sounds like you've been thinking about this a lot. Yeah. I, ju I just, I'm, I'm, <laughs> like my, M my MBTI is an INFJ, and so I like to contemplate things like, you know, what makes people joyous or like what makes people like, why are we here? Like that mm. kind of stuff. And so just naturally, like I just need outlets, right? Yeah. And my friends are sick and tired of me talking about this kind of stuff. So I write it down and make money off it. I feel like it's a win win. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Do you have any pet okay, peeves? Pet peeves. Anything just like hate, like boil with, like causes you to like boil with rage. See, the rage. see the thing about like hate and like rage is it takes energy, right? So I feel like I lose when I get angry because like the other person is making me in a state where like I'm losing energy. Like what's the point? So it's not so much that a pet peeve. It's more like if I don't. I, let's say that someone talks like smack about me right like in my mind like I actually don't care um, so I have a technique I think it's because I'm a geography teacher where I just instead of like hating on something I just won't create space for it it's not ignoring because ignoring is like you're pushing this like helium balloon down that's gonna pop back up right um, I don't create space basically means like I just don't occupy anything in my mind it's like I push it to the side and it just like dissipates so it's like I I win by just not like giving any credence of what you said in my life because you're just not important to me right mm -hmm. so but yeah when I was younger I used to be like trivial things like students like walking slowly in the hallway oh, like when funny. I was in high school or like I don't know just like anything my sister did right oh um, but yeah there's small things Right. What about, yeah. do you have any? Um, at my work, you know, like, when, like, I have to, like, I have to fold the toilet paper when I do bathroom checks. Mm. 
And it's annoying when people like put it the other way because then I can't fold it. Yeah. The the, the, the the thing that hangs down should yeah. be on the outside of the roll, yes. not on the inside and that, of the roll. That way I can make a triangle out of it. Oh, plus if it's on the inside of the roll, it scrapes along the wall. How sanitary is that, right? Exactly. Like the people's hands, they go to the back. I don't know when they actually connect because they do have a janitor, but I have never seen them, so. Mm-hmm. Okay. What do you consider your greatest accomplishment? Not much. Oh. Last week, one. It's a work in progress. I'm not there yet. Alright, let's hear. Do you have any hidden talents? Hidden talents? Yes. It's not really a hidden talent. I enjoy baking. Baking? Uh, Oh, I never took you as a baking person. Yeah. Uh, I volunteered at a Japanese bakery many, many years ago. That's so cool. So I like, uh, I like like, uh, particularly making sourdough bread and cakes. Those are like so my cool. two main things. Yeah. Would you say you're like a sweet or savory person? Savory. I actually, oh, I, while I like baking, I don't like sweet things normally. Me too. That's right? um, I like it. Like like me and my friends, we call it Asian sweet. So basically, like it tastes it's not bitter. too sweet. Yeah. yeah, not too sweet. Not too sweet. Or like bitter. <laughs> like if I drink drink green tea, it'll or matcha, like it'll be no sugar, mm. right? Like I like that type. Uh, so savory all the way. Mm. Yeah. My mom likes that too. <laughs> Um, so how did you see yourself today, like 10 years ago? So if, you know that question that's like, how do you see yourself in 10 years? Like, what would you have said like 10 years ago? In my mind, I thought that when I hit 40, that I was going to be like just old, like I'm done, right? But now that I am like in my 40s, I'm like, oh, I actually don't feel like as old as I imagined people (laughs) in their 40s would be when I was your age. Or like in my 30s, right? Or like 10 years ago. So it's actually surprising. Yeah. I feel like every single year, like, because you just learn more, right? So when you know better, you do better. That's an Oprah quote. Um, I think, uh, yeah, it just, I'm more self-assured now than I was 10 years ago. That's good. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to ask Lisa a question. How do you see yourself 10 years from now? I don't know. I'm not sure. Oh, you never yeah. thought about the future? I, I do think about the future, I just don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah. How about you? Um, I, I see myself, like, obviously working some type of job, but I feel like, um, I honestly, like, what is the appropriate age to, like, get married and have kids nowadays? Because I feel like not many people are, like, thinking of that when they reach their 20s and, like, mid-20s. I don't know, because if I have... If I do like oh, the whole like university thing, then I'll have to work for a long time. That's true, yeah. Because otherwise, if I just get married, then that's like wasting my literal like money that I put towards this like yeah, I know, degree I for nothing. And then no, I'll actually no, you have to, like, the experiences you had and the connections you made with people, that's also, that was, that was something you made in the process, not just your degree in the end, right? Yeah, but are you really going to university to make connections? Yeah, you are. That's literally... Okay. I feel like that's a big component of it, right? The people you meet there, right? Isn't it? Sure. What do you think? I'll reiterate what I said earlier, which is you can sure, always... Uh, you can't get your time back. You can always make more money. Uh, I wish in your university that I actually did go out and actually meet more people. 
um, <laughs> because it's actually quite rare that you are in an environment. Okay, it's not going to be rare for you all because you've just been in school all your life thus far, right? But once you get out of school, whenever that is, right, um, you're going to be in a work situation where people most likely are not going to be your same age. And certainly there's going to be way more people that are not your same age compared to like, you know, just being all around. Like it just age is, is important, you know, like when you're all like in school, like right now, like no one's out to like get you. <laughs> Like for the for the most part, right? It's just like you've all just been you're all here. It's like a collective, and like you all just you know are trying to like do what you can, right? Uh, whereas like after university, for me, it was always like, oh, what does this person want from me, right? Uh, and I was very naive. It took me several people before I had before I realized, okay, I need to keep my boundaries up because uh, for some people they just will take 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 take, right? You you don't get that so much in university. Um, because people are just genuinely like, want to get to know you, I think, right? I see. Yeah. Mm. Um, what is the most memorable moment in your childhood? Memorable moment in my childhood? Yes. There's a lot. Uh, one for my mom would be every time that she cooked for me. Because like, you know, Aww. mom's food yeah. is like the best food. Dad, he told me um, it was a lesson in economics. So I was five. Oh. He, like this is like my dad is someone that normally doesn't talk, talk a lot. So he just works all the time. So he came back and he said, oh, let's go to the front yard. Like I got, like, I got us some fireworks, right? So I was like, oh, okay, that's cool, right? Because never did it before. Like we don't, spl we don't splurge on anything. It's basically like if you have money, you spend it on food, like when I was younger, right? Um, like my mom, she worked like, uh, I know, I think you know, but I don't think uh, uh, you know, and certainly your, most of your listeners won't know. So my mom, when she first came over, she worked minimum wage, uh, picking strawberries, and she made like $4.50 an hour, right? Like in the hot sun. So like when we had money, it was never over like buying Barbies or like that kind of stuff. So I remember like just the concept that my dad had bought us a firework. I'm like, oh, what's the special occasion? I didn't realize it was so close to Halloween, right? And fireworks were like on sale. So then we go out, uh, it's nighttime. And he's like, he has this like look of like joy on his face. He lights it up, right? I'm looking at it and it's, it's, it's freaking amazing. I'm like, oh my gosh, right? And then I looked up at him and I said, okay, with like these like child eyes, he must've seen like these child eyes. And I'm like, okay, like, is there more? Right? And he's like, no, there's no more. What? Right? And I, now when I look back on this, I'm like, how, like, I, if I could talk to myself, I'm like, how dare you, like, say that to your dad that probably already felt like he was splurging mm, by yeah. buying that $5 firework, right? Because I know it's $5 back then. So that's an hour's worth of like picking struck more than an hour, right? And I, and I remember being very cautious about like what I said in front of my family, never asked my family for like clothes or anything, um, even now. And that memory, it was a gift. Cause I remember like my dad, he didn't reprimand me, right? If he did, it would not have made an impact. But the fact that he didn't reprimand me and, and I knew when I was that young, like, oh shoot, like right away, I made a mistake. I should not have like said it. I should have just been like thankful for like, what he did for me and what my mom did for me, like, oh my gosh, right? So to this day, that has definitely impacted how I speak to people. 
because when I see people and they flaunt a lot of their money, I'm like, you didn't earn it, right? Mm -hmm. This is someone else's money, right? Um, so it, it says so much more about someone who like puts in the hard work, never, and it's very stoic, um, and just does it because it's the right thing to do. And like, they never are the ones that like criticize other people. Like I see that my dad in those people, I'm like, okay, you're good people. I'm, I'm gonna get to know you, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. That's so amazing that you were like so self-aware at five. Wait, how old were you? Five. Five. Yeah. Because yeah. well, I remember because it was. I was not like that when I was. I was not like that when I was five. Oh. It was a different time. INFJ, you know, it's just. <laughs> INFJ. INFJ explains everything. <laughs> I was terrible. Give yourselves credit. I was so bratty. I would like cry if I couldn't get a toy, like, the day of, even though my parents were getting it for me online. And it would just take like a few more days to arrive. Does well, that? <laughs> but then at the same time, I didn't grow up like you all did, where that was even a possibility, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So like, I never like knew that there was this thing called Amazon where you could press a button and get it like the next day, right? Like I just didn't have that. It was like, oh, you wait for Christmas or you wait for like your birthday. That's pretty much it, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. That's so cool. I never had like like a Christmas list. I didn't either. Just, Again, you don't ask, right? Oh, no. <laughs> so it's like you enjoy whatever you get, and then like you, yeah. And then you're thankful, right, for the people in your life that like got you those things. All right. So I think to approximately wrap it up, if we do, we have a lot more questions. I would just ask one more. Oh, um, do you have any or like funny or embarrassing moments while you're teaching or whatever that you would like to share with us to wrap up this lovely funny session? Funny or embarrassing? Oh, geez, so many, so oh, many. Agreed. Um, <laughs> Me too. It's not really embarrassing, because uh, it's just like you know, it's whatever. Uh, I had a student just like two weeks ago say that when I when I get and talk about very serious things like slavery. Normally, like I say right a lot, but he was saying like every second word or saying the word right. He, he meant it in a way that was, he was trying to help me, but I didn't even realize, right? Uh, you talk about me being self-aware. I obviously was not self-aware about like how I speak. So I tried to fix it for the next class where I just say right less. Yeah. And even as I was saying the word, like I was catching myself going, why the heck am I saying this? Even though I'm not supposed to say this. So it's a work in progress. So again, not really embarrassing, but like something That's that I'm so thinking fun. about right now. All right, this has been so lovely. Any last words? Thank you very much for conducting this podcast and using your own time because you're sacrificing sleeping in time, right? <laughs> so, yes. Thank you so much for your time too. Great. Had so much fun. All right. Thank you again to Ms. Chen for taking the time to record this episode with us. Uh, Lisa and I really enjoyed that conversation and we hope you found that entertaining as well. So yeah, thank you for listening and hope to see you soon.